What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Danny Nassi. Welcome to episode six. Let's do it. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Danny Nassi, and I'm here with an incredibly, incredibly special guest today. And she's very special to me, to be honest with you guys. And I was really excited about this podcast because she's one of my uh, most favorite people in the world. She always, <laughs> always looks lovely. She's always even, stylish. Even for podcasts. You gotta, even for you podcasts. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see what she looks like, you guys. But honestly, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to meet her a couple of years ago. And uh, we didn't really get the chance to know each other immediately because I met her through my old team that I was on uh, real estate wise and i remember there was this like get together at a bar it was somewhere either in soho or the west village and she was standing at the bar and then i was like let's have some drinks i think we ended up having some tequila and then we ended up just like kicking it a little that night and that's how i really got to know her initially and that's where i think our friendship started mm -hmm. and then from there um i learned that she really likes hip-hop i was beat. just gonna say i'm like to me that's when we really bonded <laughs> when you kept looking at my instagram and you kept being like you constantly listen to rap. I was like, ah, been caught. I'm like, all right, she's cool. So anyway, you know, she, um, she's got a great story. She built a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal business. And, you know, I really want to dive in and get into all that. But before we do that, let me just introduce Miss Taylor Spellman. Woohoo! Thanks. Do I clap, clap for myself yeah, on a podcast? Yeah. Oh, before we do that, special shout out to my boy Lee at Jambox Entertainment Studio. Only place I want to shoot my podcast. Thanks, and if Lee. you guys are ever in the hood, uh, off of 7th Avenue, West 29th Street, 352 uh, West 7th Avenue, you guys got to uh, come and check them out. All right? So, Taylor, let's get in here. Where did it all start for you? Hmm. Where did it all start? This is a loaded question. We, we, start, we start heavy. Yeah. Let's see. Right off um, the bat. I am from a town in Connecticut, just outside of Hartford. And I uh, started out, I was a dancer. I went to a private performing arts high school, and then I ended up auditioning for Alvin Ailey uh, Dance Theater in New York City. And that's what brought me to New York, dancing. And it was, it was awesome because Alvin Ailey is amazing, and out of 2,500, they accept 25 dancers. So in Connecticut, I was like, I'm the best dancer in the world. I can't believe how good I am. And then I got to New York and I was like, er, like, you're not that good, actually. Like, wow. welcome to the big leagues, which I love because that's the best thing about New York City. It's, it's real. It gets real, real quick, you know, and you find out what you're good at and you find out what you're not good at. So I ended up switching to a business major and I studied business. And then at 23, I launched my first company. Mm -hmm. Let's back up a little bit. When mm -hmm. I met you, you were working, was that your company or were you working for someone else? When you met me, I was working for myself. I've always worked for myself, unfortunately. I don't do well with a boss, come to find out. So uh, So you're like me, you're certifiably unemployable. Yeah, like it's game over for me now. So it's either uh, sink or swim because there's no turning back. Um, my, my first company that I, I started was the only interior design firm that catered exclusively to men. And that was a niche that I kind of thought was, I thought there was something to it. And I think oftentimes when you're looking at a business idea and no one has touched it, it's either a really, really bad idea mm -hmm. or no one has uh, thought of it yet. So at that time, 
I saw all these guys, I was going out on all these dates, and these men, you know, went to great schools, they went to great, they take you to the best restaurant, they have sick shoes on and a nice watch, and then you go back to their place, and it's just like an absolute disaster zone nightmare. There's a mattress on the floor. <laughs> I'm drinking out of a solo cup. You know, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, this is like, can you swear on this thing? I don't know. hundred <laughs> percent. We're explicit here. <laughs> okay. Is there a kid? Do kids don't listen to this, right? Um, so yeah, I was like, what, 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 where's the disconnect? Is it because like, why would these guys care so much about their image and, and, uh, everything that, that goes along with it and then not care at their apartment, at their home? And for me, it just felt like they probably didn't have the opportunity to, to do it. Where do you begin? How do you, how do you start? So we came in and that company did, did quite well. And then once it just grew and women called and real estate people called, uh, commercial projects called. So I just ended up selling that and started my own shop, Taylor Spellman, New York. Beast mode. Yeah, beast mode. I love that. <laughs> you know, when I first got to meet you uh, in the early days, you were doing, you know, a bunch of work. You were doing interior design. You were mm-hmm. doing staging work. How did everything start to happen for you? How did everything, you know, start to grow organically for you? Well, I always think of that uh, that quote that's like, if you work for 10 years straight, one night you'll look like an overnight success. Yeah. And, like, to me it was like clockwork. Like I was hitting that 10th year, hustling, working nonstop. And I was truly starting to think like, maybe you're a huge loser. You know, like maybe this is not gonna tip, maybe. And my mom too, I remember my mom had this conversation with me. She's like, it's cool, but like give up, like turn in another direction, like pivot. You know, you, you've, you've, you've worked really hard. It's good, but, like, it's time to maybe explore some other stuff. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Like, people who care about you the most, that love you the of most, course. tend to, like, judge the most, and they want you to do the most logical thing. Like, maybe it's time for you to get a 9 to 5. Maybe it's yep. time for you to, you know, be able to have health insurance. You right. don't have to worry about anything. You got a W-2. Your taxes are covered. Right. nice and clean. And it's really sad because you have that entrepreneurial spirit. Like, mm-hmm. what does your mom do? She's a school teacher. Okay. What do you think she Right, does? so she didn't get you <laughs> at all. Yeah, and and I and even when I launched the company, I remember my father was like, "What are you doing?" And 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 like truly, obviously, any logical human being, never mind my own father, would say like, "This is a bad plan." I was 22, I quit my job, and he was like, "You know, you never quit your job without having another job lined right. up." And I'm like, "I do have another job lined up, okay? Like, whatever." So, obviously, to your point people you love are going to be the most scared for you mm-hmm. because ultimately they want the best for you and they don't want you to be out on the street uh, with your really shitty idea of family. Where do you think all your confidence and faith came from at the age of 22 to be like, you know what, fuck it. I don't want a job. I don't want to be just over broke. I don't want to have <laughs> a ceiling over like my that. head. I want to be able to create my own business. I want to be able to create my own brand. I mean, for those of you guys that don't know Taylor, Taylor's like one of the top interior designers in industry. Facts. I'm not just, you know, blowing up her head or juicing her up. I I mean that. I've worked with her. I've had clients work with her. And I wish I could work with you on any and every project that we have because I just know how much you care about your clients. I know how much you care about everything that you're doing. I know what you give to it. And you really put blood, sweat, and tears into everything. I know, like, time doesn't exist to you when Mm -hmm. you're working and building your business and doing your job. And that's just what I dig about you and I admire about you. And, 
you know, from a side, I've always been inspired about you. Like, I love that about you. You're so much drive and ambitious. You're so tenacious. This is so. like, this is so good for my, for my self-esteem. But I'm saying, people right don't now. realize. Like, you're really <laughs> the type of person that, you know, you're ready to roll up your sleeves and get the fucking work. You know yeah. what it's about. Yeah, and actually, I mean, as a side note, I think that that's been the deal maker in this whole thing. I mean, yesterday, yesterday alone, uh, I was lugging. I popped into Bed Bath & Beyond. I picked up, like, these huge, huge, huge mirrors. I lugged them on my back. Like, ten dudes on the street are like, are you okay? Are you all right? I'm like, I'm good. You know, load them in the truck, bring them to the job. It's just like, are you willing to get in and get really fucking dirty Mm -hmm. or not? And I think that there's this misconception that I kind of have this life now that's, like, really nice and cush. And that is the wrong uh, idea. <laughs> Honestly, when I see you, like my perception is, I always feel like you're just so fucking busy. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're always working. I feel like there's always something happening for you, whether it's your client, whether it's your business, whether you're advertising or marketing or, or making a new move, whatever. Mm-hmm. I always just feel like you're up to fucking something, you know? Yeah, good or bad, I am up to something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's true, and I actually think that as a quote unquote entrepreneur, <laughs> that's how you have to do it. And I think that sometimes that makes people in my company, you know, my employees uncomfortable mm-hmm. because a lot of humans, it's almost it's almost human nature to to not want change and to want to just be like, OK, we're here. I come in. I, this is what I do every day. I eat my lunch. I drink my drink. I go home. It's like, no, bitch. Here right. we go. Are put you your, so frustrated? Put your helmet on. Like, do you get frustrated when you see oh. people like it turn five o'clock and they just want to call it a day? And oh go yeah. Home? If I saw, if I see you packing up at four fifty nine, don't think I didn't see that. That's because, crazy. I mean, I get it. Like, I want everybody to have a life for sure. Yeah. But I also just, you know, it's a little bit different when I'm just so invested. So I have to be a little careful with how I am with my employees because yeah. I'm like, what? You're not living and breathing this, and they're like. No. Meanwhile, Wu Tang's playing in the background. Yeah, the cash exactly. Everything around me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you: Was there anybody, and is there anybody in your life today that, like, you really look up to, that you really admire, that you go to for guidance, or somebody that's like, wow, like this is somebody I, I, I really want to emulate? Is there anyone like that in your life, or, or multiple people in your life like that? You know what? I always i I think because I kind of bit off a little more than I can chew, and just learned how to chew it. Uh, at a younger age, my trajectory wasn't, basically, it wasn't normal. You know, I didn't have a mentor who was like, all right, I'm going to shadow you. I'm going to watch what you do. Um, I think because I was so young, I was kind of in a good way naive, the way you are when you're that young, that you're like, of course I'm going to do this. You know, like mm-hmm. 10 years later, if you asked me now, I'd be like, maybe not. You know what I mean? But um, to anyone who's listening, that's one thing, you know, that's just not what my path brought me. That's not what my path did. But I would have loved to have had more of a mentor person in real life, in real time, who I could have seen uh, and just emulated a bit. I, I think I had to learn every single thing on my own, which is maybe not ideal. Like, do you think it would have helped you navigate better? Like For less sure. mistakes and uh, get a little bit further faster? For sure. The only sort of mentor I had was I had this one really bullshit job that I took Uh, while I was trying to build my company on the side. Mm -hmm. And she was by far the worst boss ever, the terrible person, Uh, treated her employees like shit, treated everybody around her, you know, the guy who built the website, the accountant. I mean, just total, just, it was the worst example ever. 
So in turn, I did learn from that. Right, you learned how not to be. Absolutely, because so, I was like, well, thanks for this lesson. That's a great lesson. Asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I've been around worst. people like that. I can't oh stand people God. like that. She's like, I can't believe the web guy quit. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> you can't believe it, really. Let me ask you this. Your employees, how many do you have now? I have nine. And they're all women, yes? Yes. Okay, so talk to me about that. Why do you have all women working for you? <sighs> you know, honestly, that was an organic thing. I didn't set out to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of what happened. Uh, I've also made a, the, a, a mistake, quote unquote, you're never supposed to hire your friends. That's the cardinal rule of business. Mm -hmm. My three best friends work for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one's the vice president, one's the next person in charge, your CFO, we'll say. Okay. Um, so I just, I'm not that, uh, I'm not like random with my friends. If, if, if I've known you for less than 10 years, you're probably not my friend. Mm -hmm. So I think I am very strategic with who I bring around me. I, I don't know where that comes from, but that's just the way it is. So I built the company based on people who I really, really trust. I know how they are. I know their integrity. I know their temperament. And uh, and that's what you look for. And that's what I look for. employees, right? Absolutely. And I look for work ethic. And my best friends, you know, part of the reason why we're good friends is because we all have a similar work ethic. Um, Birds of a similar feather flock together. Right? Absolutely. Just like us, Danny. Word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just kind of came together. And, and next thing you know, we had, we had kind of created something, uh, this all-woman team. And, you know, it's kind of on trend right now. That wasn't the intention. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, women are a powerful, powerful group when they're paired right and actually we had someone that we hired and she came in and she did the card she did the well i should say the the classic uh thing that women get a bad rap for there's three people in the room one person left and then she talks shit about the person who left the room mm -hmm. i found that out she's fired the next day like we don't have time for that shit yeah. you're done you're out we this is this is an empowering group we have a lot of work to do we have to help each other like get the fuck out how do you keep your group motivated like do you have like a sense of community or family like outside of work do you try to create um time to enjoy one another like will you take everyone out for dinner do you Absolutely. take everyone out to a bar like do you guys go pop bottles like what do you do to like keep yeah. everyone together like blow off steam and cut loose from the work the, if you if you really know me you know that i love uh gangster rap and i love wine i mean there's like not much else to it <laughs> i'm pretty simple so for us, we have like in our office, we have this huge wine rack. We pop it open at two o'clock if, if the day is really not working out for any of us. Like, mm -hmm. and then we'll go out for a dinner or whatever. I mean, I obviously respect the fact that people have their own families, their own time and don't need to sit at work all the time. Right. That said, if you're not creating that space where there's a real sense of humor and some fun, it, it doesn't really work out. So how many years in are you now? How many years in is Taylor Spellman, New York? Um, 12. Okay, so looking back right now, 12 years. We should never look back because it doesn't really have anything new to say. True. But what <laughs> do you have to say about looking back now? Like, where's your business at from where you were to where you are 12 years later? Like, how do you feel about it? How's the business operating? Um, lifestyle, like, what's changed? What's good? What's not? <laughs> like, talk to me about that a little bit. A lot uh, of questions, sorry. Yeah, I'm like, I'm can, you, really write can you write that down? Can you write that down? Um, I mean, everything's changed. I, I come from very humble beginnings. 
And there were periods of time where I was literally couch surfing and counting pennies out to go get a dollar pizza because I was like, all right, maybe I can stretch this piece of pizza out over the course of the day, like real gnarly stuff. And, uh, you know, there's like a very fine line between brilliance and stupidity. And I think that for some reason in my core, I've just always felt like I have something to say and I can make a better product than my competitors. And on top of it, uh, you know, I think the company has manifested itself in the way that it has with women, for women, by women. That wasn't my intention overtly, but I think uh, sort of in the background it always was. Like, let's let's just do better all around. Um, and I mean, everything's changed. I, I worked by myself for eight years not I just would sit in my apartment all day every day typing doing things running whatever so now to walk into an actual office and see all these amazing talented women uh it's it's absolutely awesome I just got the chills I swear to god <laughs> it really it like I know how hard you work yeah it all it makes me emotional too because I've kind of in a way put some of my life aside to have gotten to this point and to have built this thing um what kind of sacrifices do you feel like you made uh, I mean, in That's a way, my dad always told me. He said, "If you want to be successful, you gotta make sacrifices." Yeah. So, what are those sacrifices that you felt like you made, if you made any? I mean, I'm halfway decent at balancing, like my friends and my family. So, I still have always, I've always maintained that. That said, an actual personal life, a real, true, balanced personal life, I have missed the fucking mark so hard. It's like not even funny. So, I just had my birthday, and I was kind of. And actually, I, I keep a journal my whole, I've kept it my whole life. And I started when I was 17. And I have kept this journal and I write out my, my dreams and my goals and my ideas. And every single thing stops at 34. I have no dream any after 34. And, and my dream was, you know, start this company, get a TV show. I wanted to do A, B, and C, do an endorsement deal, blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. So I kind of, I got the show. I started this company. We're, in a good place so it's been kind of a pivotal moment for me to switch it up to be like okay you've built something so you've got to like chill with the grind a little bit got to chill with the hustle a little bit mm -hmm. and start to create that balance because when you're all in it's really difficult to also be like a outstanding uh partner a great parent like it's it's tough mm -hmm. and i've always thought to myself I don't, I don't know how i would have done it because i've been working until 2 a.m for a long time you get up at seven and keep it going so I've, I've failed on the one hand but no succeeded on the other i, I don't guess. think you failed at all <laughs> you know i think you're just really driven and passionate and in love with what you were doing and i think there's a lot of people out there that don't know what their purpose is but they yeah. have talents and gifts they just don't know how to use it you knew how to do it how to channel you it took action you moved forward you built this beautiful life for yourself now you have this business and now you have the opportunity, like you said, to chill your hustle a little and really go maybe focus on your personal life a little For bit sure. and try to create that balance, which I absolutely think you're going to do. And, you know, I feel like we've all been born out of love mm -hmm. and I believe that everyone's meant to fall in love and I, and I believe you will too. And I know you will. And um, Thanks, Danny. <laughs> Tearing up. <laughs> I want to back up a minute because I remember we went out to dinner one night in Soho and I didn't know this about you. You mentioned uh, the TV show. Look, I read articles about you, I feel like, regularly. I always see your articles. I always share your articles. If you're having some kind of event, I always try to be there yes. to support you because 
number one, I just like being around you and I think you're a great person. And number two, I just really believe in what you're doing. And number three, I really think you're talented. So I love seeing your work. Um, and I love reading about you. So, you know, when we sat down that night for dinner, you and, and, I, and I sat down because I love connecting with you. And I feel like I learn a lot from you every time I sit down and speak to you. And you were telling me, you know, that you had this dream about, you know, getting onto TV and you had this dream about um, having your own show and, and getting a reel and, and, and doing everything you could to hustle that. Why was that so important to you? How did you make that happen? And what did that mean for your business? Why was that important for your business? Yeah, um, I don't know. That's one of those things, too. It kind of felt the same way inside me that that it just was like this pestering like thing like go do this I don't know why and that's another thing that you know various people in my life everyone who's close to me at some point was like give it up like you're not gonna have a tv show so just like chill with this it's fucking nuts isn't it it's fucking nuts yeah and and they saw me just like so many disappointments and I guess and I feel like you've been on a bunch of tv shows no yeah now I've had a couple good name stuff them out for people who don't know you fucking juice yourself up here Let's juice go. it up um well my the show that was just my show was on bravo it's called yours mine or ours mm-hmm. um i've done a lot of work on million dollar listing mm-hmm. and uh we actually just filmed a new pilot for a network that i cannot say right now but uh, keep every your fingers crossed because that Fuck yeah. has some exciting potential to it is that about you and your Yes, Are you just to talk be, at all about it? Or yeah, no? it would just be me, uh, and it would be me doing my thing. And, um, you know, when the whole idea started, I just for some reason felt like it would be a really great avenue and platform for my business. Can you talk about how you made that happen for yourself? Because I don't think people understand, like, what work you put and, behind, like, calling and doing this and doing right. that to get to the fucking place where you could actually get onto those shows. And then once you talk about that, I really want to talk about what it meant for your business. Yeah, okay. So, um, I do think that's a good sort of tidbit for people because everything just looks so fucking great uh, when it's finished, you know? And, like, it looked awesome when I said, yeah, I got my own show on Bravo, you know, NBC, da-da-da, this is great. They're flying me all over the place, hair and makeup. Like, yeah, it looks really fun, looks awesome. Obviously, what you don't see is the seven years that preceded that moment of just... Your overnight success. Yes. I'm quoting people. I'm quoting. <laughs> quotes. Finger quotes. Um, yeah, so I, I had this idea, I, and it started because I got this little tiny piece of press in Forbes, and all of a sudden, nine production companies called my phone, and they're like, hey, do you want a TV show? So nine called. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so easy. Yes, of course I want to show. Like, this is so fun, you know? Like, no problem. Where do I sign? And then uh, seven years later, we sold one. And it, that's just a good example for, you know, like, it, 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 everything looks like it comes easy, but it's, nothing comes easy. I'm curious. Not that it matters. The people that you knew that were telling you to give it up, that were like, you're not going to get your show. Just, you know, fuck it. It's a pipe dream. Like, you know, get realistic, get mm-hmm. real, go get a fucking job, whatever the fuck they were saying to you. All of the above. Did you ever fucking bump into those people after the fact? No, it's my, my the biggest person who said that was my absolute best friend in the world. She works for me now. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> fuck you. I fuck showed you. you. Fuck you, Kate. Nobody puts tail in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> She's so pragmatic, and she'd always be like, just like, 
you gotta like you gotta stop but i mean in her defense <laughs> i probably talked about it 24 hours a day to her and she's just like okay like year six rolls around and she's like can you not talk I don't even about want, this anymore i don't even want to meet her i don't even want to meet her <laughs> fair haters gonna hate haters gonna hate absolutely all right um but the funny thing is that she works for you now yes so, so. she does i'm just kidding okay. I'm, I'm delighted to meet you Oh uh, man! So <laughs> let's talk about it. Talk about how you built your reels and, and like the hustle. There was a gr- there was really a grind behind that. Like you're Absolutely. saying, seven years. But I think what people should really understand in here is your process of like what you went through. Yes, we know it was long, obviously, yeah. and we can talk about you know what inside of you gave you the faith that it was going to work out. You never gave up. You're like, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No matter what came in your way, you kept on moving forward. And also, too, um, I think uh, I had had a lot of opportunities before I finally sold the show that we got, but they weren't the right opportunities. And that's another thing that I feel is important to kind of say in business in general, because and that's not just exclusive to t- television. Wait for the right opportunity to come and don't just say like oh my god I'm desperate here we go you know like I got some so many bullshit projects that came in and where I would be compromising myself compromising the people that I was around compromising the seriousness of my of my company Mm -hmm. and I would say no and finally uh you know I just said to these guys like I would rather have no minutes of fame than 15 minutes of fame and they're like well then you're probably not going to get a show and I was like I just told you I'm cool with that you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just said, that's fine. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because uh, you got to make sure it's, or in my opinion, I wanted to make sure there was an ounce of integrity to it. And it was going to launch me into the next space. Um, but throughout those years, we had filmed two pilots that I really was, I was excited about. I thought, hey, this is it. Final hour, they get uh, cut. Uh, you know, you film a new reel. And television's weird because they're always like you know are you are you a real life expert yes i am okay well do you have television experience well no that's why i'm here you know and also i don't have tv experience because i'm a real life expert i'm I'm working my ass off over here (laughs) so to bridge that gap was tricky how do you get yourself on tv how do you you know whatever um but then yeah one time i i got an opportunity on million dollar listing i think they thought i was you know kind of bullshitting what i could do Mm -hmm. but uh and, and actually, that's another good example of, of business in general. They said, you know, can you stage this thing? Can you do that, that? I was like, yeah, of course I can. No problem. Meanwhile, could I? No. Had I ever done anything like that before? Definitely not. <laughs> did I lie to their fucking face? Yes. I love you. Know? you. Yo, I love you, And then we did man. it. And then I it went. I love you. <laughs> I love you. So how did it help you? Um, how did it help business-wise, exposure-wise? Like, was your first show Million Dollar List in New York? Was it HGTV? What was it? The first show was Million Dollar Listing New York. And that just was like, you know, you just, nowadays everybody's been on TV for a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, sure, whatever, great. But how do you really launch that into something? Um, but I think that helped with some traction. I was already, two years prior to getting on Million Dollar Listing, working on my Bravo show. Yeah. So people are always like, oh, did you get the show from that? I'm like, you wish it was no, that you're easy. Already yeah, on right. That. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a natural progression, which was nice. Uh, but it is very difficult to, you know, like Kim Kardashian, she's famous because of what she did uh, Ray J. with Ray J. You know, like that's how it started. Yeah. It's very difficult to get really known for really good stuff. It's, yeah. it's tricky. Um, so how do you 
how do you find that platform? It's 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 you got to figure out what's your your unique selling point. Like you really got to find that. And the TV thing kind of just gave me a little extra push. So why do you want the TV show? Do you just feel like it's just going to give you more exposure and create more business for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, the new TV show that I just filmed this pilot for, mm -hmm. this show is helping people mm -hmm. and really helping people in the United States, um, like, do things that they wouldn't be able to do without my help. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That's fucking awesome. And that that's my biggest goal. Now you know? you're speaking my language. Yeah. Um, okay. And that, I mean... And and to my point from before, it's like fifteen. I rather have no minutes and fifteen minutes. It's like, what's the point of this other than okay, I can get on a better platform, leverage this out, and then do better better work. I got a question for you. How do you keep a m positive mental attitude? Because you've dealt with a lot of rejection. Oh yeah. And like you've dealt with a lot of like losses where I'm sure you're hopeful that you're shooting these pilots. Last day gets cut. Like, how do you fucking dust yourself off, pick yourself up, get back on your feet? look in the mirror and say, Taylor, it's going to happen. We're mm -hmm. going to keep moving forward. Like, how does that work for you? I mean, even also outside of the television stuff, the just the business in general. Yeah, of course. It's like, I mean, all beats of the, above. the shit out of me every day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yesterday alone, I was like, maybe you should abort the mission. Like, maybe this is not working out. You That's guys, yesterday. you can't see Taylor right now, but she's got a black eye and she's missing <laughs> one of her front teeth. <laughs> and so I still showed up. Kicked. I still showed up here today. <laughs> Um, she kind of has a lisp. I don't know if you could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> She's bleeding. It's fine. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like I... I, I How do you other... do it? I want, I want women, especially. Obviously, I want the gents to listen, too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's, I have two daughters. Mm -hmm. Okay? So they're going to listen to this. Mm -hmm. They're 10 and 8. Shoot, I should when stop they get swearing. Older, no, it's okay. They, they, <laughs> they know you. Yeah. And, you know, when they get older, they're going to listen to you. Like, my goal... I would want my daughter to emulate someone like you, someone like, you know, Bess, who I interviewed before, someone mm -hmm. like my wife. You mm -hmm. know, I want them to be empowered women. Mm -hmm. So I need to know and I want the, these listeners to know, like, what is it that you tell yourself? Like, what is it that yeah. gets you fucking going still under those circumstances? Getting your ass kicked, getting back up, falling off the horse getting back up someone's saying no and you're convincing them to say yes and then they're saying no again like mm -hmm. how the fuck do you keep on going because most people just fucking give up stop and their parents are telling them get a stop. fucking job <laughs> yeah and their best friends telling them get a fucking job and then i say i'll give you a fucking job that's right a couple years smart ass anyway um yeah i well first of all i guess my first thought to that is now the reason why i keep going is because I know that it's gonna work out because it, my track record is such. You know what I mean? Like, I've experienced so much failure now, but at the same time, that just leads you to where you're going. I just got rejected from a huge project that I really wanted this week. I really should have had it too. I don't know why they didn't pick me. I don't know why we didn't get hired, but I know that wasn't my project for right now. So my, my opportunity is on its way. I'm gonna dust myself up off dust myself up that too um <laughs> dust myself off and know that that wasn't the path you know i wanted it to be the path yeah. but there's something else have you ever gotten rejected from a job where they hired someone else and then the people they hired ended up doing a shoddy Fuck job up. and they called you up and they said yes. we need you to come and clean this fucking mess up and then they fell in love with you and gave you the rest of the jobs this is my favorite that? this is my favorite this is my favorite client 
Okay. Yes. Because you like being second person in, right? Yeah, and I like being like, uh, uh, like the underdog. I kind of like I I need to get over that mentality truly actually because I I'm not the underdog anymore. But I've experienced that feeling kind of my whole life, so I'm like, oh really? I'll show you. So they, this happens all the time. All I hear is fucking the uh, "Eye of the Tiger" Rocky Balboa song in my head right now <laughs> while she's talking. Dun, yeah, I feel dun, like fucking dun. like diving through that door right now and like <laughs> cold calling people right now, being like, "You fucking work with me." Uh, good. I hope I hope <laughs> people feel the same way. You know, I asked a bunch of people um, that I interviewed previously. It's like it's kind of a morbid question, but basically, you know, the question is, and you know, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, uh, Tay. I call her Tay Tay, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I told you like it's really important to me. You're like, why? You know, would you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to do a podcast, and I just wanted everyone to know it's really important to me that I can help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no catch. There's there's no there's no. I'm going to try to spin this into. Uh, making a profit for myself or this being something that's economically driven it's not there's there's soul there's spirit there's love behind it Mm -hmm. and um i just feel like it's really important to help people once you have some success you know i think it's important that you know i can give somebody hand up with their knowing that it's their responsibility to do the same for someone else afterwards Mm -hmm. and this is what this whole thing is about so i want you to imagine yourself on your deathbed and you have a family, you mm-hmm. a husband, you got kids. You've been through this lifetime. What advice can you give to your family, to your kids, son, daughter, husband, mm-hmm. on you know how to stay positive, how to create success? What are like important things you've learned in your lifetime so far that you feel like are really just like nuggets of golden information that could help somebody change the quality of their life that you've gone through? <sighs> It's mm. a hard fucking question. Wow. You know, the the one thing I think about, uh, and I think it means more coming from working in New York City uh, than, or just like is a bigger lesson that kindness wins. And I've seen a lot of really not good people get far for a minute. And then real life shows up and you see the people's true colors and you see that they're trying to cheat the system and you can never cheat the system. And I feel like I've made it kind of far by just working really, really hard and being really kind to everybody around. And that's just made all the difference for me. And in my company, there's a big sign in the office that says, work hard, be kind, especially to the doorman. Because like everybody counts. And everybody is a huge asset to you as you're trying to make it through the day. And uh, again, we had one girl not nice to the doorman. She was out too. Um, but yeah, like the cream rises. So just work really, really hard. Be well-intentioned. Have really serious integrity at all times. And, and finish what you're doing. And I hope I have a husband and kids on my deathbed. That'd be so cool. <laughs> you're gonna have fucking great grandchildren. I'm you're so pumped about that. You're gonna have great grandchildren, man. Okay. The fuck, man. You crazy, great. dude. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, those of you that are out there, Taylor is a fucking dime. I hope you don't mind me saying. No, that. I love it. Always Go on. looking stylish. Go on. Hair always on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't go any could, further because my wife's going to be like, what the fuck were you doing in that studio? No, so you I'm going to calm really, down yeah, right yeah. now. But, but fellas, you know what? Great, great personality. Huge heart. Very Insta- successful. Um, 
intimidating to look at. You can DM me if you're interested. <laughs> where I'm where can they DM you? <laughs> Actually, why don't you tell okay, them where okay, they can DM good. you? Yeah, good. Um, if you want to look at my body of work, I'm talking about my <laughs> my business. I'm sick, people. <laughs> I think it's um, Taylor underscore Spellman. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, you can just invite me on a date. I'm totally down. <laughs> 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 kidding. Not nah, kidding. <laughs> So is there anything else that's important or anything that um, you feel like our listeners should know, should know before we let you go? Uh, just keep your eye on the prize. And it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fun. But stay focused. Be well-intentioned and hustle. Yeah. You know, I just want to thank you so much. And um, you've been you've been a mentor to me. I feel like you're younger than me and, I, and age doesn't make a difference to me. But. Uh, I just feel very grateful, you know, to have you in my life. I haven't hit the ten-year mark yet. Hopefully, I can, so I can be in that like kind of inner yes, yes, friend yes. circle. We're gonna I, get there. I want to earn it. <laughs> and um, I just want to thank you for making the time. You know, it's, absolutely. You know, this is your free day. I'm honored to be invited to a bachelorette party. But yes. um, you know, the fact that you made some time for me and for others, um, I'm grateful. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Anytime, Tay Tay. Uh, Lee, once again, thank you so much. Jambox Entertainment Studios. My marketing director, Mike Persico with the Nasty Team. Thanks for setting this up. You're doing great mm-hmm. fucking work. And that's another one for the fucking books, you guys. Hey, Thanks so much. Danny, you rock. Kelly, you awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. You hear this that sexy voice, fun. y'all? That's Lee. That's yeah, Lee. that is a voice right He's there. He's the motherfucking OG. Yeah. And we're looking at a screen and it says fucking Beast, Beast mode. mode Jambox Entertainment <laughs> Recording Studio. I like it. NYC. And there's a fucking wolf <laughs> behind him, too. Beast All right, guys. Mode. Have a great one. We'll see you in the next episode.